InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Well, as that pop song from the 80s says, we're living in a material world. But most who pursue this road eventually realize it's just not very fulfilling. And that's when we begin focusing on helping others. So how can you find meaning in this material world? Well, joining us on InfoTrack to discuss this is speaker, author, and social advocate, Craig Kielberger. Craig, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you very much for the invitation. Craig, you and your brother Mark founded the charitable organization Free the Children some years ago, and you've been all over the world to advance your causes. You've won all sorts of prestigious awards, and you have written a new book with your brother titled Me to We, Finding Meaning in a Material World. So I have to say, looking at your photo here, you look like a happy person. Most people say money makes them happy, but I think you'd say helping others makes people happy. Is that right? Well, it's interesting because you do ask people, and people will say money makes you happy, and to a certain extent, they're right. Actually, studies show that once you reach a certain level of material wealth, well, money does make you happy, but beyond that threshold, it actually has no correlation with happiness. You know, one of the reasons why we were motivated to write this book is as you mentioned, we're social advocates. We run a charity that builds schools in countries around the world, and we work in about 50 countries from war zones to conflict zones and coming back home to North America. And when you look at the studies like the World Values Survey, they rank every country, every inhabitable corner of the earth in questions from who do you want your political leaders to be to democracy to family values to happiness. And they find the happiest people in the world are actually in Nigeria followed by other developing countries and you make your way down that list and anywhere from 15 to 17 depending on the years finally the United States arrives mm. it's a level of material wealth that doesn't correlate with happiness instead we believe you find it in meaning purpose volunteerism families beyond oneself to look at service now Craig what would you say to people who say well the world is a mess it's too overwhelming I can't deal with it there's just too much to deal with how would you say somebody like that should get into it and try to find something to make better? When we wrote this book, we brought together collections of stories of people from young people, people who aren't presidents or prime ministers. You don't have to feel overwhelmed by the poverty and the suffering. Most people who take action are just ordinary people who start with one act, one choice. And I had the great honor to work and to spend time with Mother Teresa, and I asked her how she did it, surrounded by so much poverty and suffering. And she said, we can do no great things, but we can do small things with great love. And it's a simple philosophy, but more than anything else, I'd say that's the philosophy behind me to we. Hmm. How about celebrities? And I mean, we read about the Oprahs and uh, Richard Gears and folks who create these charities. Do you feel that's a genuine thing? Are they just promoting themselves or, or what's going on there? Oh, it's an interesting question, because when we brought these people to write their stories to the book, we asked them if they'd be willing to donate all their royalties to charity. No one's receiving, not us or anyone, any money from this. And everyone was more than willing, from Oprah and Richard Gere to Archbishop Desmond Tutu, Queen Noor, all the contributing authors for the book. And it's really interesting when you delve into their stories, because you look at someone like Oprah, you mentioned. She is obviously a superpower, wealthy, successful, famous. 
she writes a story about how at Christmas, one year she was growing up in Milwaukee, it was her half-brother, half-sister, her mom was on social assistance. They said they couldn't afford any Christmas gifts that year. And Oprah writes about how she was crushed because she knew she'd go to school and all the kids would ask her, what'd you get? And she'd have to say, I couldn't afford anything this year. Mm. But there was a knock on her door. It was Christmas Eve. Two women brought gifts to give to kids in the local community, including a simple doll they brought for Oprah. And she writes this story of how years later, she looks back and she's never been able to thank these women. She never knew the name of these women, this simple act of kindness that when you're a kid, this was so huge for Oprah that someone remembered her. So years later, she pays it forward by giving 50,000 gifts every year to kids in South Africa. <laughs> and I love this story because, yes, one could say, oh, well, she's Oprah. You know, she's Oprah, well, anyone could do it. But how the story starts is two women knocking on her door, just like, you know, you, me, or an average listener who started this ripple of hope. Our guest on InfoTrack is Craig Kielberger, who is co-author of the book Me to We, Finding Meaning in a Material World, wrote the book along with his brother, and they are social advocates. Craig, for parents who might be listening who want to inspire this in their children and set a good example, what advice would you have? I'd say start young and start often. It's interesting. Studies show that if you ask young people why they volunteer, 60% of youth state the reason why they volunteer is because if they volunteer with their parents, they created a family tradition around volunteering. The University of Virginia follows high school students. They randomly divided them grade 9 to grade 12. Those who volunteered, those who did not volunteer, they found volunteers not only had higher grades and more likely to stay in school, but they were also less likely to use and abuse drugs, made more responsible decisions, and helped boost youth self-esteem. So how do you get youth involved? Well, every morning opportunities are presented in front of us. Archbishop Desmond Tutu wrote a beautiful story for the book. He wrote about sitting every morning with his family, laying the newspaper out flat on the kitchen table and reading it together. Not as a collection of all the violence and poverty and suffering in the world, but to see the newspaper as a menu every morning where families can pick where they want to help, collect loose change for, or write letters about, or volunteer for a cause every morning to read that newspaper together, or to create around the holidays a new family tradition, spend Christmas or Hanukkah or any faith celebration helping to serve at a local soup kitchen. Or instead of going to a warm country and lying on a beach, go to a warm country and help build a school. <laughs> In our organization, we bring about a thousand students overseas who spend their winter and summer building schools in developing countries. You know, Free the Children does it, tons of charities do it. Everyone's looking for extra volunteers. There are ways that families can create these new traditions around service. At the end of all the chapters, we have tons of actions. But in reality, we know them anyways. Everyone out there listening just keeps their eyes open. There are tons of opportunities to get involved locally. You've talked about the personal rewards you get out of helping others and volunteering and serving. But there are also some uh, maybe more practical, I guess, rewards that you could get. For example, if you're a young person trying to get into college, this can be very impressive on your college admissions forms, right? Well, absolutely. I have to say both my brother and I, we've been fortunate that in the case of our own colleges, the University of Toronto, Harvard, Oxford, all those places, we got in for free for scholarships for that very reason, because of volunteer work. Of course, we know that sitting on boards of local charities, good way to meet business contacts, meet a significant other. You know, in our organization, our charity, we keep joking, we should close down and reopen as a dating circuit because all the volunteers come in, meet like-minded people. We have more than a thousand chapters of our group around the world. Or in a very simple but you know personal level, it renews your faith. 
whether it be a religious sense of the word or just faith in humanity, that when you go to bed at the end of the day, you say, you know, the world can be a little bit better. Despite all the poverty and suffering and violence we see on the news or hear on the radio, a little difference you can make, and that's extraordinarily fulfilling. Well, Craig, I have the feeling that some of our listeners will be inspired or are inspired right now hearing your enthusiasm about this. And you may have a lot of folks helping others just from this interview. Certainly your book will help a lot of people. Me to We, Finding Meaning in a Material World. And I guess all the profits from the book go to your charitable organization. Is that right? They're all going to help build schools for kids. And the book is available in all the bookstores. And you also have a website people can check out. Why don't you tell us that? It's me2we.org, all words, M-E-T-O-W-E, me2we.org. And it just has things we can all do to help brighten the life of someone around us. Craig Kielberger, author of Me to We. Craig, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. Thank you. Next, the trash you toss out may contain killer toxins. The startling facts are coming up from an expert. Stay tuned. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.